Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sunukanam Sunukado podcast. I'm Fatun Dur and I'll be your host today. We have a special guest today and her name is Amilo. Amilo is going to introduce herself and also tell us her story. Welcome on the show, Ami. Thank you. Good afternoon. My name is Amilo and I am a victim of human rights violation and also an enforced disappearance. Well... I don't really know much what happened, but I can tell based on the stories I've heard. Because mm-hmm. my dad was Ibulo, Lieutenant Ibulo. Okay. When he disappeared, I was three years old, so I really don't know much. But according to what I heard, what, well, what, what some people told me, it was um, the ex-president believed that they uh, attempted coup. Mm-hmm. So he... Uh, he ordered or whatever he did for them to uh, disappear. So I was I was three, but then my mom remarried, mm-hmm. and my mom remarried when I was four, I think. So I didn't know who my dad was. I thought my stepdad was my dad. So I grew up thinking another man was my dad. But growing up, it started confusing me because I had two families. Mm-hmm. I'll go on weekends to my biological dad's side, mm-hmm. and then to my other dad's side. Mm-hmm. And I had I had started having siblings and then I realized they had different mm-hmm. surnames mm-hmm. from mine, yeah. And then after that, when I time hell, when I was nitine, man that was my yeah, that was my my stepdad. So but after that, I'm confused. So after you know when you're growing up and people smile ex my people so so hey, kidomi ibulo bila and then people be like them see all see. So after the man confused, I because everyone who couldn't want to kidom ibulo, they want this and them see all So I asked my mom, them see all see. mean? She was like, no, need to deal in Kalewa, could deal in the oil, them see all So then, my name Maxo, my start to realize, I'm not saying more them see all see if my dad is 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 not dead. Mm-hmm. After I knew that my stepdad wasn't my dad, but then what they told me was your real dad is in America. Mm-hmm. That's what they told me, yeah. So I grew up believing that he's he's in America and stuff. But there was this one time, there's a girl in my class. Her mom's really close to my family. So I guess her mom must have told her the story of my dad. So she, there's just this day I've been telling people, my dad, my, I don't know where I heard that my dad was going to come, but I kept on telling people, mm-hmm. and then she just told me, your papa, is not, your papa is not coming. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, go ask your mom. Then I went home, I asked my mom. She didn't tell me anything. All, all she told me was, go ask your grandmother. I went to my grandmother's house and then she started crying. Then I went to my grandfather's house, that was my biological dad's dad. And then that's when he explained what happened. He told me that your dad's dead. He, what he said was like, he might be dead, he might not be dead. But then we didn't see him since 2006. Yeah, he was, I think he was, executed with six other people or something like that. I don't really know the story behind my dad's disappearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what my stepdad told me. And then when I went home, I didn't really make a big deal out of it. I was just angry that 
They didn't tell me what happened until I had to find out for myself. And then, I think me knowing the what really happened to my dad started affecting my life. Mm -hmm. Up in here, and then I started telling my mom that I don't want to stay with her anymore and stuff. I'm going to stay with my dad's. It just turned my life upside down, mm -hmm. knowing that I just, I just think if they told me earlier, it would have been better. But then, yeah, that's, that's how I found out. And then I started having these thoughts like, wait, how is it going to be if he was here? Was it going to be different? Was it going to be the same? Even though I know I'm comfortable, I have everything I need. My parents, my stepdad, he used to take care of everything. He paid my school fees and everything. And my biological dad's side too, they did everything they could. Maybe it would have been the same if my dad was here too, because I have everything I need. But then I, I just can't keep... Uh, I just can't stop thinking, how is it, is it going to be different? Maybe it was going to be better if he was here. And sometimes when you see people with their fathers and their parents, me, I'm someone, I was never close to my mom. She was that strict type of parent. She never listens to you. She's a dictator type of parent. Yeah. So I just kept on thinking how people describe my dad. I, I, sometimes I just go out and meet people and they be like, Yo, you're not I'm like, yeah, they just give me money like that. Yeah, people be like, how much do you need for your school fees? They just pay it like that. So based on that, I, I realized that he was somebody good, mm -hmm. somebody the people the people loved. Even at my grand grandparents' side, just yesterday, my again, some guy was like, Yo, I think I was like, yeah. He 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 tried to talk to me, but when I said, and then he stopped, he was like, Yo, Hey, and then he started crying. He started crying. I was like, Lord, he was like, the money book I could mention, kukunun, probably kubahla and stuff like that. Even that 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 place, they come, boy, you know, they need to know the tillimal for. They need to know this and ibulo mo fine ko tufine ko regular na konbiye. So yeah, based on the way people describe him and the way people talk about him, I know he was a good guy. Yeah, and maybe, maybe I would have been better if if he was here, and I know I would have been close to him because I see pictures of me and him. He was really close to me when I was two or three. And I'm the only female too. Yeah. I have elder brothers and one younger brother. It's not, it's not I don't feel it there. But I don't to my life that much. But it hurts me when I see how people react to his death. That's, that's how, that, for example, my grandmother. She felt sick since my dad disappeared and stuff. Or my aunt, when she's Zainab, when she's talking about my dad's disappearance, how it hurts her, it hurts me when I see them reacting that way to, to, to my dad's case. And there was this time, I think it was 2015 or 14, when the ex-president was trying to release all the prisoners, something like that. And then my dad's name appeared on the list of people they were gonna release. release, yeah. And then everyone had hopes again. Everyone thought that, yeah. Everyone, the whole family, people cooking everywhere, people from everywhere. Come, they can be able to call, they can be able to talk, 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 they can be everything. And he was coming back. My grandfather and my other aunts, my dad's sisters, went all the way to the prison. And then they found out that that Ibolo was another Ibolo. And the problem was other people were calling the one. Yeah, I'm going to get stuck in prison. 
moon for me fit me li hang at give giving people hopes yeah false hope yeah and everyone thought that yeah he was he's alive or something like that and then we went there and they said nah that's not the ebolo it's another ebolo and then everyone came back home crying everybody that's how my grandmother felt sick again she was okay those days and then she she just she just went sick again yeah and no that's when we knew like he's not coming back but there were still hopes until the trc came mm-hmm. until one of the the junglers testified how they how they executed them they executed them and threw them inside the well or something like that i didn't really listen to the trc okay. i was just hearing what people were saying but i didn't want to listen to them to it thank you ami um I know you've said that you were very young when it happened so you don't really remember or it doesn't impact you like it would impact your brothers how do you think it has impacted your brothers since they were older and they probably would remember how it it would feel or how it felt having not having their dad with them uh my elder brother babu he's in germany now so since my dad disappeared he he tried to step as a father for us that so come the fucking first lord jump dal and if I'd make sure I'm part of school fat fat utinu mo tuki to take care of the of the of the rest of us okay yeah so i think him and i think he was the closest to my dad cuz he was the elder one Aww. so yeah mom of course over yik and he's always talking about my dad and stuff so he tries to be the dad to me even though in the jibor but they won't know no try 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 you can't be my dad but yeah i respect that he's he's trying to do he's trying even though he's young but he's trying to be there for us like everything we need he's trying he's making sure that we don't miss out we don't miss our dad or something like that but it's it's it's, it's going to be different doing talk talk we're going to think of our dad and stuff but yeah i really respect him for what he's doing thank you and i know you've said that your mom remarried yeah after he disappeared um but, uh, but that was that was her husband how do you think that does she talk about it at all or did she just decide to just move on from that my mom doesn't talk about my dad i only see pictures of them and all all she says was like support of a bahon that manan you want to kill that manan generally she she just she just talks about how my dad treats her but then she doesn't go much into details she doesn't say much so i don't really know if it affects her people tell me come on our hang up un bon bon je karam la won tamit so then ko yekte way du lako won yo yeah but i don't really talk talk about my dad to her i don't um so what do you want to see happen i know that um the trc had said what happened to him uh but the effects of his disappearance will always be there but what do you want to see happen regards to the government from gambians Everybody sort of is responsible in a way especially the government. So what do you hope to see if there's any I hope to see justice. Mm-hmm. The I don't know how, how I should call them the prosecutors or whatever mm-hmm. they call should be brought to justice. I don't even think what they're doing right now is right. Letting them sit to the TRC admitting to I did this and I did that and then they just let them walk away like that mm-hmm. living in the country imagining again I've been a business to say I can't say it's so traumatizing mm-hmm. I've just heard that one of them is a taxi driver right now really yeah I forgot what his name is he's a ta- taxi driver they don't know him but Senegambia and he was he, he came to the TRC he was part of the junglers now what about you you want to say you want to say a guy to some of these victims man but there so some of them they're so traumatized that they don't even talk anymore nyonyo ngaba dox ci dikay wi nga tassé ak nyonyo lolu lolu do fa sonyo do musa gina wata cause da nga ragal so i think they should be brought to justice but 
it's 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 gonna be a long way, but I believe that there's gonna be justice, just like Asia calls it transitioning to justice. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come. Yeah. So yeah. But do you have anything else that you would wanna say before we close this episode? Mm. Well, I just wanna say thank you for this chance. Mm-hmm. For this is this is like talking about this is talking about this is one way to heal. Mm-hmm. So when you, the more I talk about it, the more. Before, when I was younger, when it, when people asked me to talk about it, I cry. But now I can go through it without crying. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So it's having this chance every time to talk about it. It's 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 it's, it's something that's motivating me. That yeah, I can do it without crying and talking about it. It's you're giving me opportunities for people to hear my story. So thank you guys for these programs that you guys have brought. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ami. And I, all I can say is I'm sorry for what happened to you and your family. I know it's not easy. I want to believe because I can't really relate to that. But I'm hoping that, like you said, that there's justice because you all deserve that. That was an amazing man, like you said. And everybody else gives a testimony of how amazing he was and that you were ripped off of that, that you could have benefited from. And to be honest, the reason we do the podcast is because we want people to tell their stories. And like you're saying, it's one way of healing, but also it's one way of making sure that these things don't happen again. Uh, as per the Never Again campaign. So when the more stories you tell, the more people know about it, the more people are aware. Because most, most of the people's rights were violated and they didn't know about it. So if you don't know about your rights, you can't really protect yourself. You can't really be out there to know what to do or what not to do or what can be done to you, what can't be done to you. Um, that's why this Sunukanam Sunukadu podcast is really important to us and that we're making sure that, especially for the ones who have not had the chance to tell their stories anywhere, to come on this platform and to talk about it. So again, thank you so much. Um, I we will be back for our next episode. Uh, th- actually, no. This is the last episode of the Sunukana Sunukada podcast. I mean, <laughs> so um, it's a bit mixed emotions because we really enjoy doing this podcast, Aisha and I, um, bringing stories. It's heavy for most of us. I remember there were like two episodes of this um, podcast where I was crying and I'm not. I mean, a human, I'm supposed to make sure that I'm strong for the next person. But the stories were so deep and heavy that I couldn't control myself. I, I was crying. And um, this would be the last episode. And hopefully with more funding, we can um, do more podcast series. This project only catered for 10 series. And this would be the end of um, the podcast. And to the listeners, thank you so much for the continued support. And we hope that as many people can listen as possible and share so that together we can end uh, the things that have happened, i.e. the atrocities and forced disappearance, um, victims of witch hunt, uh, victims of, uh, what's it called again, uh, extrajudicial killing, and all all forms of um, violations that have happened. And we hope that it doesn't happen again with the new government in place. That's why this transitional justice is important to us and that people understand their human rights and that the people responsible um, are able to protect its citizens, especially the Gambian government. So thank you again. Uh, hopefully we'll see you or hear from you, your feedbacks and all of that. Bye-bye.
Thank you.